Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. We're here with you again, another week, another great time together, and we are ready for the action. Why? Because today we're going to expound upon focus, focus in something in an area in your life that can truly take you to the next level. In the next 11 months, if you are focused in your faith, you can do things that you would never have expected. God can take you to places that you never would have imagined. And it certainly happens when we really lock ourselves in and we really put our priorities in the right matter. And, you know, in our course of our life, there's so many things that we do focus upon. There, you know, our job, our family, relationships, and things that we want to accomplish, our goals, our, our dreams, our desires, all these things are really important. But if we put our faith at the epicenter of our life, if we have God at the first place, He is on the top tier. He is getting the gold medal and He's up there every single time. We have our world surrounded around good people that we can in, involve with the faith. We can do things and go places that is really going to take us to heights that we have never seen before. In the scriptures over the past couple of weeks, it's interesting. I've been reading and St. Paul's talking to the Corinthians and this people at a time where, you know, they were getting distracted. And in the course of our life, certainly distractions come, right? There are so many things that can get us off course or take our time and attention away. You know, we're all susceptible to it. But what really matters in our life? What are we here on this earth for? And where are we going? Because life is finite. It is in the blink of an eye. It can change and Certainly, we're here for a certain amount of time. And then there's going to be the eternal. And things that are happening eternally really do matter. But often, we don't focus on that enough. We don't think about you know, our purpose, our mission here on this planet, and how long we have the blessings that God gives to us and what He is calling us to. Now, for those of you who play golf, I want you to think about this for a moment and those who don't play that's okay because you're probably better off you know I, I've been getting into golf lately um, and certainly it's a, it's a sport that really takes patience it takes perseverance um, there's days that you know you hit an amazing shot and then the next three shots are just horrible but in order to swing the club in order to hit and strike the ball you have to be focused you have to have laser sharp focus you have to your eyes on that ball and not allow anything around you to distract you you know and when you watch golf matches on tv or people that are performing the highest level that is something that is truly astounding to me you know they're the gallery that's watching this tournament are literally like six seven feet away from these people lining the entire fairway and if they don't focus they're not only gonna hit a bad shot but they could end up you know ruining the round in your life right now, taking a moment, because we're only two weeks or so away from Lent. And when you understand the magnitude that this season has, it is developed and created for us to focus on our faith. It's a beautiful time in our life that we can really, truly get back on track. You know, when I was thinking when I was younger, there's so many things that I would want to give up or sacrifices to be made. And all that is really good. Now, it helps us to focus on what matters and to zone in on the faith. My challenge to you this season, as you're gearing up for Lent, as you're then the next 40 or so days from that point 
Um, it's to help us to focus on Easter and the resurrection. But before we get to the resurrected Christ, before we get to the triumphant, you know, entry into Jerusalem and then the passion, death, and then the resurrection and Sunday, arising from the tomb and the glorious days of the Lord and understanding all that, what it matters and means to us in our faith, we have to first focus on the journey. And the journey right now for us in this time and in this space is really putting our faith at the center. Because if our faith is at the center, the things that might cause us anxiety, worry, um, distress, you know, the, the stuff that takes place in our family, stuff that's not explainable, hard, sometimes even really heartbreaking, we can lean on God and He will help us not only through it, but He will allow us to prosper even in the times where we feel that we're in the desert moments. I've experienced this in my life and I'm pro probably certain that there's been times in your life where you've had that happen as well. What are you leaning on? What are you really locked into? And how are you able to overcome? And if you're walking by faith, certainly with our brothers and sisters around the world, we have an incredible gift that we can share with other people. This generation needs hope. This generation needs something to cling on to. You know, there are fads, there are trends, there's, you know, everything from fashion to who we're following on Instagram or social media to what is popular and the things that, you know, really take our time and attention. And there are so many good things that we could pour our energy, efforts, money, resources, and time into. But something that will always be compounded in terms of interest, something that will always come back as a blessing to you is your faith. And you and it says it right there in the gospel, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed. Have you ever thought about how small a mustard seed is? It is one of the tiniest of all seeds. You could barely even see it with your eye. It can't, you know, hundreds of these seeds practically fit in, in, on your fingertip and it will grow into one of the greatest plants. Well, if we foster faith, if we grow it, if we water it, if we nurture it, if we celebrate it, and we're not, you know, ashamed of it, but instead we want to live it authentically. That doesn't mean go out on the street corner and preach to people or tell people what they should or should not do. That doesn't mean force it down people's throats. Absolutely not. It means authentically live because you have joy, right? You have Jesus in your heart. You have the Lord living not only by your side but within you and through you and you want to share that joy with other people that does not mean disclaimer here that does not mean that life is going to be easy that does not mean everything's going to go your way there's going to be smooth sailing absolutely not but we're focusing on our faith we have it in front of us we're walking and understanding who is walking with us through everything that we face no matter how many things will try to knock us down or throw us off course, we realize that God is on our side and that He loves us. When you understand the love of God and how deep and vast it is, you understand that in Romans 8.28, it says, everything works for the good for those who love God. Everything works for the good. Now, when things happen that you can't explain or something disastrous takes place, in your personal life, you might say, well, what good is that? Where is God in these moments? But are you calling on his name? Are you asking him for help? 
Are you leaning on your brothers and sisters who show up, who are Christ-like for you? And are you being Jesus for other people? Are you seeking out opportunities on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, to show up in someone else's life and to give a helping hand, to share the love of God? Because if you do that, you could be not only the voice of reason, you could be somebody who is listening to somebody who is so in pain and, and just hurting. And that comfort, right, that comfort can help them to carry their cross, to lighten their load, and to have renewed faith. I recently, and it's been beautiful, I've been very blessed to be able to pray with other people. And for many years in my life, I have you know, said to those around me that I will pray for you. No, I'm praying for you. And even if you shoot them a text and letting them know that, or you're um, you know, telling them on the phone or even in person. But there's nothing more powerful than praying with somebody right here, right now. As it says, we're two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. Do you believe that? Because if you do believe it, you will receive it. See, for those people who don't have faith, if you don't believe, you're not going to receive it back. It says it right there in the scripture, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open. Are we seeking? Are we asking? Are we trying to find? And where is our faith? Where are we focusing today? I understand. In actuality, you know, we can't spend all day in prayer, in church, you know, but the fact is that God is with us and we can't compartmentalize our faith either, right? Sometimes people think, well, I went to mass or I went to church on Sunday and then, you know, I'm, I'm going to just have that as my daily or, or weekly course of action rather. But if we put God in a box... It does a disservice to us. It's a true personal relationship. This Lenten season, as we gear up and we prepare our hearts from now through Easter Sunday, the goal and the challenge for everyone out there is for us to draw closer to Him. EF3 life, life to the fullest. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly to have it to the full it's right there in john's gospel chapter 10 verse 10 that is what the life to the fullest podcast is founded upon that is what ef3 life platform is about it's finding life and life is found in jesus christ it's found in the hope of the resurrection it's found in our faith which is a firm foundation which keeps us rock solid and allows us to weather all the storms of life allows us to enjoy the jubilant times as well and truly helps us to stay the course because if you're people are going to have to be anchored to something for some it's a hundred percent money they put all their time energy and effort into money and i love talking about finances i think it's something that is extremely important you have to be diligent with it jesus himself talks about money about 77 times in the scriptures there's a reason for that it does matter. Some people put all their eggs into some other baskets, okay? And family is a beautiful thing. I'm so blessed to have a great family, and you need to have treasure in the people that you build relationships with. But in my opinion, God has to come first because when you put Him first, all the other things not only become more rich and valued, 
but he is able to show up and show out in all of those areas of your life. For those of you who take so much stock in your career or what you're doing for work, work diligently. Yeah, work for God, not as if you're working for men. I truly believe that as well. Put everything into it when you were there. But that's not your end-all be-all. Because at the end of the day, when you leave that job or that position is closed out, whether you retire or you find another place to go, or maybe even something bad happens and you get let go, you'll soon be forgotten. As great of a worker that you might be, as hard of a um, worker you might be, as awesome as a teammate, eventually we understand that everybody's replaceable in the workforce. Money can continue to be made in other capacities. Friends, they come and they go. Even the ones that we love the most in our personal lives, our family. Death happens. People move on. They go to heaven. God needs to be first place. When he's first place, you have an eternal reward. You have something that nobody can take away from you. No matter what happens in your life, no matter who is there or who is not there, no matter what situation you are in, whether you're in a foxhole in Baghdad, whether you are a Fortune 500 CEO, whether you're somebody who's a stay-at-home mom, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters who you are and whose you are. Drawing closer to him. What are we doing to draw closer to Jesus? What are we doing to draw closer to the Father? What are we doing to draw closer and learn from the prime examples of the faith, like our mother, Mary, the Blessed Virgin, who knew her son more closely than any human being that walked the face of the earth? What are we doing to show reverence to her and meditate upon the mysteries of Christ's life and ask our Blessed Mother, the intercession, to lead us closer to the sacred heart of her son. If we take more stock in that, if we go all in, we take our chips and we put them on the table, we focus, laser sharp focus. And like that golfer who needs to sink the putt to win the Masters, or like that athlete who's sitting at the foul line, right, needs to hit the game winner. God will show up and show out. We'll hit a game winner that, a crown that will last forever. It is not one that will perish. It is not one that will fade away. It is not one that when we're old and we no longer can perform as an athlete, it's a bygone and it's, you know, a has-been. This is something that is renewed time and time again. It is something that brings us to everlasting life, to renewed and refreshed waters that will bring joy and peace to our soul. I recently learned that three of my family members are going to get baptized, and there was nothing that made me more excited, more jubilant, more joyful. Why? Because Jesus is going to transform your life if you allow him, if you draw closer. Before Christmas, my challenge was for us to truly know him. Not just know of him, but to really get to know him. My hope is in the last few months that you've been doing so. And as we prepare for Easter and really understanding what the resurrection means. See, in our life, you know, the things that have happened, we can't 
go back and change them. We can't erase the mistakes that we have made, but one God, Jesus Christ, can. He is the one who wipes away every sin. He is the one that wipes away every tear. He is the one that meets the women on the road and consoles them. He's the one who goes to the woman at the well. He's the one who goes to the one who's caught in adultery and says, go and sin no more. He's the one that heals the paralytic and says, rise, take up your mat and go home. If that doesn't give you any kind of hope, any kind of motivation, I'm not really sure what will. There's many studies that say that there's over 4,700 different religions in the world. So many faith traditions, so many things to consider. How do we know which is the truth? It's a great question to ask. Something that you should ponder. Hopefully it strengthens your own faith. The thing about it is, there's only one that rose from the dead. There's only one that died on the cross, and on the third day, he was raised. There's only one that loved you and I so much that he came down from heaven, took the form of human flesh, lived among us as Emmanuel, and then decided, I'm going to die for you, so that way I can open up the gates of eternal life. And if you believe that, you receive a gift. A gift right now that will open up pathways in your life. Believe me, a life in Christ is not easy. Being asked to be a disciple, an apostle, somebody who is going to follow and to live as best that we can, but we need God's grace, we need His, His love in our life, we need to be transformed daily. Right? We need to reinvent ourselves. Why? Because we have to rid ourselves of our sinful nature. We have to rid ourselves of the things that are selfish, our humanity, right, our fallenness, and allow God to enter in, allow Him to seep through. Kind of like a colander. You know, you put the vegetables in there, you wash away all the imperfections, and then it strains and goes straight through. What are you left with? A beautiful fruit. We're the fruit of God's labor. But we also have to be in the garden laboring also for the Lord. Right? What are we doing in our own life to cultivate that faith? What are we doing to nurture the seed that has been planted in our hearts? I recently heard that you know the God of the universe could live anywhere. But he's decided that he wants to live inside of your heart. Think about that for a moment. For those who believe in the power of the Eucharist, this is something when you focus on Jesus, when you're there at adoration, when you look intently at Him, and you gaze into that host where He's hidden behind simple bread, and you truly believe that He is present, the Savior of the world. When you receive communion, a common union with God, He enters into you physically. And entering into us physically, He nourishes our body and our soul. And through that, the bread of life, 
I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me shall not thirst. We hear it in the gospel. Jesus lives inside of us. And then there is nothing that's impossible for us. It might be impossible for man, but nothing is impossible for God. When you have that life, when he's living inside of you, you will feel different. You will want to act different, think differently, talk differently, walk differently. Why? Because you are called to holiness. Right? We're not meant to live a life of mediocrity. But being locked in, focused on the faith. Why? Because this is our ticket to heaven. The beauty of it all is that that gift is freely given to everyone. You and I have that responsibility, though, to nourish and cherish the faith and also to share it with other people, to not be ashamed, but instead be proud to be believers. As much as you're proud to represent your family, as much as you're proud to represent your company, people, you know, soon will be going to the Super Bowl. There'll be upwards of eighty to 90,000 people cheering and putting on jerseys of their favorite player. Imagine if those eighty to 90,000 people cheered as hard as they could for their favorite team as they did for Jesus. Jesus is cheering for you right now. The saints in heaven are applauding you. They're lifting you up. They want to see you prosper. They want to see you have abundance. To see you filled with joy and peace in your life. Yes, again, there will be trials. It will be hard. There will be difficulties. That is to help to challenge us to strengthen our faith. And some things we will never understand on this side of heaven. But I can guarantee you one thing. If you put your chips on the table for God, if you go all in for Him, if you understand what this life is about and you focus on faith, and you reinitiate some of those habits that maybe you fell away from. Maybe you decided something else was more important at a given point of time. But you recalibrate, and you allow yourself to draw closer to Jesus. You will realize all along that He wanted to be close to you, and that this is a judgment-free zone, just like those who go to Planet Fitness right? It's a judgment-free zone. God is not judging you right now. He's inviting you. Will there be a judgment on the last day? Yes, but right now he's asking you to come closer to him, to share in this beautiful life, to share in this beautiful journey, to get to know him more, and to reveal all the depths of your heart to him. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. Sometimes in our life, zigs and zags and we go this way or that way. And that's okay. But the narrow road, the one that's actually paved with straightness in terms of where we're going and understanding with True faith, conviction, and confidence in God. Because we can't do it on our own. We need our brothers and sisters in the world who also share in this faith journey with us. But most importantly, we need a relationship with Him. And if we invest in that, 
truly the rewards will be eternal. My hope is that today that you can share the joy of the gospel. You can share your faith with somebody. This week, as you pray about it, I ask that you ask God to reveal to you one person that you feel like you can invite to go to church, to go to Mass, to come to your Bible study, to even have a conversation that's opened up where they will be open to discussing something that's so powerful in our life. We hear so often at the dinner table, don't talk about politics, don't talk about money, don't talk about religion. Well, if we're not talking about those things, we're not talking about things that actually matter, especially when it comes to the faith. So take some advice in this regard. Instead of challenging people in a way that might come off as forceful, or a little bit aggressive. Invite people. An invitation allows for the openness and the time and space of God to work in their life on the time frame that He needs for them. Certainly, we could be very excited to share our faith and to want other people to share in the fruits of it because we know how it can truly transform our life, how it helps us in all these different ways and how it truly is our gift and our ticket to heaven. But remember, everybody's on their own time. God has a time for each and every person, and it's never too late. My hope is that you enjoyed the Life to the Fullest podcast today, and that you could share it with at least one person, somebody that you feel could gain something from this message. Understand that God is on the journey with us too. He's walking with us through everything that we experience and that His love will never run dry. Check out my faith-filled books, The Saint Next Door and Fire Burning Within. I hope that you can enjoy these pieces of literature, as well as many other episodes of this podcast that we share with you, because we truly believe that as disciples, we're meant to journey together. God bless you. Keep living in faith, and understand when you focus on the Lord, He will truly transform your life. As always, keep living life to the fullest. God bless. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Together we journey on growing, improving, and becoming a better version of ourselves daily in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Make sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at ef3life to learn of ways to get involved in your community and make a difference. Check out my latest book, The Saint Next Door, Practicing Heaven by Living Love and Discovering God's Holiness Within. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.